Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric. And the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Welcome, welcome. Hi, Fat Mascara fam. Damn. I'm okay. trying it out. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm Jen. <laughs> I'm Jess. Uh, we have an awesome episode. This, I mean, we say that every time, but truly, this is a good one. It's 
especially the segments, because I went all the way to Japan to do some beauty scouting, and I'm bringing back news, and you will hear it first, I promise, because I've not seen a lot of this reported on. Then... Uh, you might have heard, there's this girl named Gigi Hadid. You might have heard of her. She's got a Maybelline collab. Collab, collab, whatever. We have thoughts. Last topic we're going to touch on is Millennial Pink. It's over. There's a new shade in town. Stay tuned and we'll tell you what it is. And if you're even thinking about working in the beauty industry, beauty, fashion, the whole crazy thing, listen up. We have some incredible advice from Daniel Weiner. He works at Streeters, which is the global management agency. Wow, Jen. It's like I can't keep up with where in the world you are. Where in, in the, the world is Jennifer Goldstein? Konnichiwa. I bring you greetings from Japan. I'm just back now. Are you wearing a kimono right now? Oh my gosh, I am. It's not from Japan. Goes to Japan once. <laughs> yes. I went there for a Dior skincare summit, which was very summity. It was about 198 Asian beauty journalists and me. <laughs> but it was it was really cool. But I did a lot of shopping while I was there. Okay. So I wanna I wanna fill in everybody on like the latest trends. In I've Japan. never been to Japan. Like is it really like a beauty? Um, playground, uh, beauty, Wonkaville, Wonkaland. Y- yes, but trends there are so apparent because like a large swath of the pub population will do every a look at once. So just really briefly, there is this chestnut colored hair thing happening there. It's like, it almost looks like a wig. It's like an auburn, but almost mm. brownish. And every girl had that with like thick cut bangs. And then a lot of the girls were doing blush higher up on the cheekbone and further back towards the ear. Like a little round, like instead of the apples, yeah, like behind the apple. Still but was round. it was it blended beautifully or was yeah, it kind it of graphic? Beautiful. It looked really like I think you more like you look when you're blushing. Is but this something that we should try? Maybe. What we definitely should try is these two products I brought back for you. I've treats. <gasps> you always bring me back souvenirs. Okay, here's the first. I, I'm not as good about that. I need to really get some manners. Big news. What is this? It's a cut spray. Have you ever heard of that? That sounds painful. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's a sunscreen spray. It's an open it up. Wow, It's okay. an aerosol sunscreen spray. So obviously we know Asia does sunscreens really well. They have access to ingredients we don't have here in the United States. Thank you. First of all, I didn't say thank you yet. God, I'm awful. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Didn't realize that was such a loud package, but let's all get I into I think I was this. embarrassed because I, I need to be better about souvenir giving. Oh my God, this is gorgeous. Okay, so... There's a whole division of their sunscreens that they call cut sprays that spray like an aerosol hairspray. Mm-hmm. So it's like a face mist or like an Evian Brewmister kind of mist, but it's sunscreen. There you go. Oh, wow. This so is awesome. I dug into the name because I'm like, why are they called cut yeah. sprays? I don't know if this is true. If anybody um, is Japanese or has more knowledge than me, I definitely want you to like tweet me or Instagram me at Jen underscore edit with two N's. But <laughs> the very first of these aerosol sunscreens was from this brand Cosme, and they did, and their line was called Suncut, one word. It was just the brand name. Like, they do these English brand names that make no sense. But then I think a lot of people tagged onto that, a lot of other brands, and just started making cut sprays. Truly, it's just like an aerosolized sunscreen with, like, SPF 50, the equivalent of SPF 50. They don't use SPF. And you just mist it on your face, like, while you're out in the sun. It's pretty cool. I, I, it, this is this beautiful. It's, it's very like kind of Barbie-ish. Has this pink cap. Yeah, and they cap. put them on their hair too. So imagine you're at the beach and you're like, ugh, I don't want to put sunscreen on again. You're just misting, misting, misting. So that's a cut spray. It's a little 
like powdery smelling. Is it, it honestly? You know what? It's I got like, you. I got like you the girly girly one. Yeah, I, I, thought it was I like it. I really like it. It's very feminine. Um, doesn't give me any of these like sport vibes that a lot of the yes. you know SPFs give me. Um, love the aesthetic. I I don't I I do like a cream SPF. I think this is more for on the go. It's I like a touch up product. Yeah, this is great for the touch up. I don't. I'm not going to bring my pot of SPF cream, which I use in the morning. Yeah, throw it in my bag. This is much more versatile. Thank you, Jen. You're welcome. I predict already. L'Oreal's doing one in Europe, and there's one from Biore. I predict we're going to see these, if not this summer, next summer here in the states from brands that are able to aerosolize because I think there's a way to encapsulate the sunscreen greens we do use that they'll work in that format. So. I hope they give them a new name though. I don't like cut spray. Well, that's the thing though. It might be like a BB cream where like the name is sort of part of the fun of like, oh, we imported it from Asia. You know, cut spray is bad though. Okay, yeah. I have a million other things for you. I got the another one. one what? You got another thing? Yeah, I'll give you the rest later, but the only other one I thought our listeners would also be into is this. The hot bath. Oh, yes. Okay, so they they burn, love a, baby, burn. They love a bath soak in Japan. And so these are you pour them into your bath and it makes you start sweating internally. It heats up your body temperature. The thinking is like, okay, this revs your metabolism. It helps if you're sick. Um, it, may, it doesn't make the water – the water feels a little bit hotter, but you see there's degrees on there. I don't know. That one's all in Japanese. It also has like a like sweating devil redhead demon on it. Well, so. I got you like the hot, hot one. Yeah, it looks like me. Um, oh, we should take a picture of this yeah. stuff for the Instagram. So the, basically what they are though is either ginger or capsicum, which is the ingredient that makes hot peppers hot, and that's in the water. So I got them for all the girls that work. Yeah, and of course, Taylor, our assistant, said the exact same thing what I said. Let's see Does it you- make your bits hurt? <laughs> we were both like, what about your lady parts? Yeah. Are they going to start burning? Yeah, what if like you just shaved? I think of it as almost like a, like a eucalyptus-y feeling or a menthol feeling. It's not, it doesn't hurt, but like, be careful. You know what? I'm going to put it out there. Ask your doctor before soaking in a capsicum-filled yeah. bath of Japanese questionable bath salts. Yeah, I'm not actually so sure about this. Like, I'm this very one is sensitive not gonna, around this there. This is not going to get come stateside. Yeah, this girl has, she has got, that. her hair is on fire. She's got a torch. Yeah, no. Nope. And she looks like nope. It's like that hot eye mask demonic. they're trying to do now for digital strain. Yeah. And everybody in America is like, I just want to be cool. Like, I don't want a hot. I, I, yeah, I don't know if this is going to do it. This, this is also, I can't read Japanese, but I'm positive this is a caution label. I just. I'm positive that is. Yeah. I'm right. going to take a picture of this. I'm going to put this on our like Instagram story or Twitter or something. And our Japanese friends, please tell me what this says. But I'm sure it says like if you just shaved or had a baby, like don't get in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want you want to have a baby faster. <laughs> or if you just never want to have a baby. <laughs> it's like it's like the new birth control. Take a bath in this and on your lady bits are like <laughs> Anyway, um, so those are two big things I saw and the trends I told you about. It was a fun trip, but I'm glad to be back. Yes. Oh, I'm glad you're back, Jen. Always bring the the fun. Jen, do you feel like they're just giving makeup lines away these days? You didn't know I have one. I have a contract in the works. (laughs) You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Everybody's got a collab. Like, yeah. Um... Jess Matlin, X, you know, Rimmel. Yeah. Jen Goldstein, X. Ooh, who would we pair you with? Let's see. Well, that'd be fun. Anyway, literally, like, my super is getting a collab. <laughs> What's his friend? No, okay. Who's got one now that's given you? Well, 
There's one I don't hate right now. Oh, good. Who? I know. Imagine. Gigi Hadid. Oh, I'm, is it Gigi? Gigi. I always say Gigi. Who needs to is say it, those two hard Gs? Gigi? Gigi Hadid? <laughs> Jiggy? Like Jiggy from uh, Vanderpump Rules and you're talking about, Housewives? Yeah. Oh, you're, you're, you're not a big Housewives person. I always forget. Um, no, she has a collab, collab, whatever, with Maybelline New York. And I have to say, they came yesterday to my office. Erin Parsons, her personal makeup artist. Mm -hmm. She's also a big-time makeup artist. And the folks from Maybelline. And I wouldn't let them leave. I was screaming in my office with each new piece they were showing me. Maybelline. Yeah. I I haven't been this excited about a – I'm just – I'm not – you know I'm not a snob. But like a mass drugstore brand – like, yeah. if I could just wear this stuff for the foreseeable future, I think I'd be happy. It was really, really nice. Like, everything feels great in the face. I'm wearing almost all Maybelline right now. How's my really? makeup and today? And I was thinking your eyes were looking really good. Yeah, I'll, sh- I'll tell you what I'm wearing. And also, just, like, all the colors are great. The packaging is great. Okay, so let's – I'm just going to bring up a I'm few choice pieces. I'm getting Puma vibes I was going to say that, mm-hmm. too, but I didn't want to, like, take away from what they've done. Okay, go ahead. Tell me. Okay, so when you say Fenty Puma, why don't you tell the, the audience why you're getting that? Because they might not be a able to – A mattified, beigey, mauve, pink shade and, like, modern, like – I don't know. It's also the texture. It looks yeah. It's it's almost like a su- suede, suede pink, a suede beige pink, pink mm-hmm. packaging. Um, and just feels very like clean. Yeah. So there's two. First of all, this is available right now, which is exciting. So you don't have to wait. I'm not teasing you guys. It's available. Yes, yeah, some at of it sold Ulta. out. A couple things sold out too. There was like oh a, really? Yeah. Um, the online Ulta.com, yeah. yeah. But it's going to be at Ulta Beauty beginning, like the stores beginning November 5th. Now, there's two different collections. There's the East Coast collection and there's the West Coast collection. Now, the East Coast collection is very like supermodel glam. So think like taupes, mauves. Um, I was talking to Erin and she... I thought she made a very astute point. We're going to be seeing a lot of those kind of contoury shades, like the, the I'm saying the same words again, but like taupey, mauvey, sandy, like yeah. no Can shimmer. Can I pause you for a second? Why is taupe pronounced taupe and mauve is mauve when they have the same vowels in there, A and U? Are you Continue. stoned? <laughs> That's a very stoner question. Okay. Um, and then like a, a beautiful liquid pen you know, to to give you that kind of supermodel flick. And then you use the beautiful um, taupey mauves, mauvey tops to to be, create a beautiful contour. It's so very East Coast. Very East Coast. And like the imagery was like Gigi with the, um, with like a leather jacket. Cool. Now, it's weird. I'm responding to the West Coast colors, mm. which is a series of red lips. Yeah. And then bronzy eyes. I was I'm wearing say, one of the red lips. You have a coppery bronze eye and like a, almost mm-hmm. a corally red lip. And I haven't been doing red lips like in like two years. I just, for some reason, I just haven't. But I got re-inspired and the formulas are gorgeous. They're really, um, they feel very light on the lips. I'm not going to name other brands, but a lot of... Lipsticks lately have a very creamy, heavy, pigmented feeling, and I really like that. Yeah. But it's it for me, this has been a, like a nice reminder that you don't need a heavy lipstick to give you a lot of pigment. Good point. Um, and they're named after her friends. Like that one's Austin. You're wearing Austin? Uh, yeah, I'm wearing Austin. It's Austin with a Y because that apparently is her friend's name. This one's also really nice. I wore Ooh. this yesterday. It's called um, 
care. Once white the color payoff, but not that thick, yeah, it doesn't chunky, feel thick. mica-loaded color payoff. I was in a meeting and I was like, oh, my lipstick wore off and I wanted to have like a red lip at the meeting. And then I looked in the, the reflection of something. And I was like, oh no, it's still on. Um, and these great little palettes. Pretty. That have everything you need. Um, so then there's this big chung, chungo mungo, chunky monkey palette called the Jet Setter. And that's a great one for travel. Uh, and that one is not crazy expensive. It's $29.99. But honestly, if you're going to buy one thing, like let's say you're overwhelmed with the whole collection. You're like, I love it all. I would just buy that guy and you're good the to go. The big palette. The big, big yeah. Mama Luga palette. And the lipsticks, sorry to put you on the spot. Sure. About how much are those? The lipsticks really nice. are... Um, Excuse me. The lipsticks are $8.99. So pretty much priced like the rest of their... Yeah. There's also a fiber mascara, um, which is, you know, you put on... First you put on... Erin told me to do it. You put on the mascara first, like the the regular bit, then the fibers, and then the mascara on top. It's double-ended. Exactly. Are the fibers white or black? They're kind of whitish, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, And... I was really impressed by this. You know, I I have not seen you get excited about a line or do like a little product review segment in a long time. No, it, it has been a while, yeah. right? I was literally like a lunatic in my in my office. But look, you look it's good. great. I yeah. like it. I'm so, into it, guys. Check it out and um, let us know what you think. If you're if you're wearing the line, maybe send us a photo. Tell me how you she think about the lipsticks. I'm wearing all the reds. Everybody sing. They call me Mellow Yellow. They call me Mellow Yellow. Jess, obviously you've heard of Millennial they call Pink. Me right? Um, what does it look like again? Are you kidding? That thing is everywhere. Even the Gigi Hadid we just talked about is sort of a it's version like a, of Millennial yeah, Pink. Yeah, it's like a, a sandy um, Millennial Pink. Well, forget Millennial Pink. It's over. It's dead to me. I'm moving on to, as is the industry, Gen Z Yellow. Mm. I'm calling it now. Okay. Actually, some other people are calling it too. Um, but no, I, I swear to you, I could have predicted this one. You know how he's just like in the vibe? What's the Devil Wears Prada? And she's just like, here's where the trend started. Is it like Cerulean blue? blue. Yeah. The Cerulean blue, and like monologue. We, monologue. You and I always make fun of when there's a color trend. This doesn't feel like it's just like a faddish color. It's like a, a movement is what a lot of these marketing executives are saying. I don't know about that. But there's multiple shades of it. Mm-hmm. You're, there's like the buttercreamy... Bi- Pale yellow, you've been seeing that more too. Yeah. Like in, in advertising, I'm not talking about in makeup shades really, more in packaging and clothes and that kind of stuff. And then there's the saffrony, like more orangey, rich yellow tone. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, just like canary yellow. But they're saying this is the next big color. Do you thoughts? think, okay, I have a few thoughts. There's something kind of like retro. I mean, God, I feel like I'm in a college seminar thing right now where like I'm overthinking everything and like going to bring it to too many references but there's something that's a little peace love happiness about it and you know peaceful but it also feels a little like 60s 70s it feels a little gender fluid it feels gentle like like I would never say like now is the time for tomato hardcore like f you red no. And you know what's funny? We were just this morning, we were listening to Isaac Mizrahi talk about his Revlon thing. Mm-hmm. And he said in the 60s, he wore like a pale yellow t shirt. All the guys were wearing like a pale yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like peace and love. He, he mentioned um, the show Family, one of the guys on the show. I had no idea what he was talking about. There was a show called Family. And one of the guys on the show, Willie, wore this like yellow. kind of a marigold, yeah. you know, 
t-shirt and he was very nostalgic for that so i think a there's the nostalgia factor yes b there's the gentle like gender fluid um aspect to it like you're not going to be thought of as like this big macho asshole um hashtag toxic masculinity like (laughs) with you know your marigold shirt yeah and it's also kind of fashion because it's not as obvious as black and it's not. But it could be neutral. Yeah, but, and, it, and it's a neutral, very, yeah. The paler totally version of it. Yes, but the two things I came up with are sort of opposite for my reasoning. One was freaking emojis. This, oh my God. Like the skin color on them, the faces, everything. This digital native Gen Z generation is like surrounded by yellow. It's seeking, seeping into their subconscious. I didn't even think of the emojis. This other one is. Um, you know, it all goes back to Beyonce for me. I'm oh. telling you, in that hold-up video, what is it, two years ago now? Yeah, yeah. She wore that saffron, I think it was Roberto Cavalli dress when she swung that bat. And I was like, ooh, maybe I can wear yellow. Now, I'm olive skin, and I think yeah. yellow looks horrible on me. But, like, it got me thinking. Also, no, you're, you're not wrong. I'm just jumping to another reference point, not nearly as... This is really fun, actually. At first, I was like, this is going to be really overwrought. This is actually a really fun game. Um, Rihanna wore all yellow to her yes. Fenty thing. Yes. And didn't Deborah Lippman do her nails in like a matchy-match, maybe, we heard about? Or I'm making Did, that up. I don't know. I don't know. No, that was Lady Gaga with like a pale yellow nail when she came out of an egg. We should... Add, that was a long time ago, though. Yeah, okay. We But should, it trickles in, you know? And then yeah. there's like a tipping point. I think we're, maybe we'll start to see it more. And of course, people are going to write think pieces on it, and, they're, and no one's going to read them. We should talk to um, Tina from Tony and Tina to find out what yellow means. Ooh, like our chakras and yeah. our color astrology. Ooh, could we have her on as a guest, maybe? We should have her on as a guest. Awesome. But I, I might give her a little ding-a-ling and report back to you guys about yellow. What's ding-a-ling? Ding-a-ling, a phone call. <laughs> you Dang forgot me. you forgot how to use a phone? Oh my god. Listen, I'm Gen Z. We don't we don't talk on the phone. I might I might give her a, a buzz. I might her get her on the horn. Give her a buzz and all of our fat mascara listeners go forth and share the word of Gen Z yellow and sound way cooler and ahead of things than your friends. You're welcome. <laughs> Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line. And after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. 
After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing Joanna Thompson's. Right, that's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just (laughs) going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. Guys, this one's going to it's going to be real industry today. Real industry, real inside baseball, and if you're in the fashion or beauty world, you're going to want to listen up. This is expensive advice. This is like really expensive. Priceless. We're priceless. Chime in anytime you want, Daniel. We are with Daniel <laughs> from Streeters. Now, I was just asking you before we started recording, 
What do we call you? I was going to say you're, you're an agent, but that feels so flat. You're an agent, though. I'm an agent. For Streeters, which is the biggest like fashion, beauty fashion, agency beauty, in the world. Fashion, beauty, photography, casting. We have movement directors, sound. What the hell is a movement director? So not every model can move, right? Oh. Or not every client knows how to really express how they want models to move, so there's somebody that can come in and interpret that. That seems like a fake job, but okay. Is it like a dancer? It's, or choreography more. Okay, that's cool. But I think the, I mean, I don't personally represent one of these artists, but I think they come from different backgrounds and some are more traditionally in dance and some are more. That's actually up, yeah. really cool. You know what? Dancers need jobs. So that's freaking awesome that there's something called a movement director. Definitely. I mean, there's the this guy, Stephen Galloway. You're looking at Inez me like Vinud. a. Sh- he's oh, like, wow. He's Wait, Inez and Vinud have a movement director? Well, they work, yeah, they work with somebody. I thought that they would be the movement directors. Like, they would be the ones. I Wait, mean, can we're gonna... I pause us to give background on what an agency is? Just for, like, people oh. who are listening. I picture Sorry, my mom being right so that. confused right now. <laughs> no, but, I mean, but this is what I'm saying. An yeah. agency is, is the key like... to the freaking fashion and beauty world. Right. I so mean... when you have a photo shoot for an advertising or a magazine, all the people that are on set, the photographer, makeup yes. artist, hair size, movement director. Have an they agent. They need to be hired yes. by someone who represents them, which is an agent, which is Daniel. My mom's all caught up to speak. Now continue. And okay. an Thanks, agent, <laughs> an agent can be. I mean, athletes have agents. Artists have agents. In our fashion world, the artists within the fashion industry have agents. So, so you're like the Jerry Maguire of the fashion and beauty Ooh. world. I just watched that movie with my wife and my mother-in-law, and I said, like, that's pretty much what I do, but not for, Show s- for Daniel athletes. the money. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Baller. Okay, so wait, how did you get into this crazy gig? So I actually entered into the world through photography, this, the fashion world through photography um, in California where I grew up in L.A. Um, and I was assisting photographers in L.A. and then met a photographer based in New York. He got me to move here 13 years ago. I worked with him for a few more years, worked for a couple other photographers, and had a friend that needed some help with production and all of a sudden I like started helping him out with that. And Realized what does that this mean idea. So a photographer or a client or somebody is organizing a photo shoot, typically a photographer or a client or a magazine. Um, and they need somebody to put all those pieces together from hair, makeup, styling, catering, location, um, and everything in between if there's travel involved or hotels and mm-hmm. all the elements to accomplish a photo shoot. Um, to produce. To produce. Yes. And so through my years of assisting, also had a lot of insight towards what was happening with the production and working with this one photographer particularly that did large travel shoots, but not with a large crew. So there were a lot of logistics, but I learned a lot from really being one of the few people that was with him that had to do all of these production elements. Um, so then through that, I got a job at an agency that was just starting out. They needed an agent and a producer to help with them. Uh, so I started with them. They were based out of a photo studio in the East Village and worked with them for a few years. And then I got a job at Management Artist doing like straight photo production. But it was interesting to move over to that from more or less being an agent 
but it was a junior agency. Mm-hmm. So then moving to a larger agency, Management Artist has some of the the more well-known artists in the fashion and beauty world as well. So you were at the like big boys Like the streeters, now. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was with them for a couple of years producing for eight very well-established photographers and through that met even more people and through a casting director that was represented at Streeters, he had recommended me for an open position there to do agent and production work. Uh, So yeah, five years ago I joined them. So who do you represent now at this agency? I have uh, five stylists that I represent. Like fashion stylists? Fashion stylists, one hairstylist, um, and a set designer. But in my five years there, it's been a variety of hair and makeup styling and casting and photography. So what does, you know, we, we made the kind of like analogy to Jerry Maguire, but like what does an agent in the fashion and beauty world do? I mean, I picture a lot of yelling on the phone. I think but, there know, really are really? quite a few types of agents. And now that I've worked with different agencies and different agents and different producers and different artists, there's definitely a variety of ways of working with somebody. Um, for me, at this point, the artists that I work with and the artists that I am looking out to want to work with in the world that are out there, um, it's somebody that I can really, you know, it's it's not, you don't want to be best friends with them, but you want to be friendly with them, but not too friendly. It's like really this balance where you see eye to eye and you can communicate everything openly and make decisions together. Now, what happens if something goes wrong? Like you set up a client, you're, you're one of your stylists on a shoot, and it doesn't go well, and clients not happy. They don't tell the person there on set. They probably call you, right? Of course. So <laughs> how do you know who's going to be good on set and behaving, and how is it? Honestly, how should you behave you, on set? What's, like a, like, what's something bad that someone, a young, budding makeup or hairstylist could do that's going to give them a bad name in the industry, for example? There's always like you this fine line. Yeah, no, I mean this is this is not <laughs> this. It's not that specific. It's more. I mean, it is specific, but I'm not going to specifically say it about anybody because it sure. happens to everybody. I think along the way, but um, there's this delicate balance in our world. I think of being present but not overstepping, and mm. it's like you want to impose what. You want to impose your vision on to the client or into the shoot, but at the same time, you don't want to overdo it. So I think at some point in time, every artist will overstep that line, and you're going to get that call that like they were complaining or bitching about this, or they weren't happy with the model, and that will happen. But it's like that balance of learning how to talk to a client and express that in a better way than not, or call your agent and have your agent find out you know, find a way to communicate that back to the client and not put you into that fire. So yeah, it's a weird position. I've been on set where you'll get a call from an agent and they'll be like, the model doesn't want to wear this clothing. And I'm like, she's standing right in front of me. Why isn't she telling me directly? She'll go to the other room, call her agent. Then the agent calls me. Yes. Then I have to go back to the model and be like, oh, you don't like the shoes? It's like a weird circle. How come that happens? They don't want to be the bad guy, right? So the right. model's on set and she doesn't want to say, oh, you know, it's 6 o'clock, we're done. So she'll text her agent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they still have me on set and it's 6 o'clock, and then the agent Mm -hmm. will call the producer, and then the producer will call the photographer or 
come if they're already on set, then they'll have to go tap the photographer on the shoulder and say like, oh, they want to leave. Then the photographer will go back to the model and say, oh, it's so, you know, we heard that you're tired. Do you want to take a little break? And like, oh no, no, I'm fine. Let's keep shooting. It's like, <laughs> really? I, I feel mean, like there are so many unwritten rules, and you know, it's funny you're saying. You want to exp- you want to show that you have a vision, so you have to express yourself, but not too much. And I mean, can't so much of this? I'm thinking for someone listening who's who's let's say a makeup artist or a hairstylist. Is it does it go without saying that so much of this is going to vary client to client yes. or editor to editor? I don't of want course. someone to think that there is this this metric of oh, you want to be at a point. 2.5 the whole time. Like, you, no, I think that was sort of a... case by case. Yeah. But the, I think your point is that you just... A lot of this is like... It's a delicate And rather than say that as like something bad that happened on set or how somebody can act, I mean, it can go to that place if people are not respectful of each other. But I think that the point of what we're saying is that the more experience you get, the more you're on set with different types of people, the more you're looking through magazines and looking online and seeing content and really paying attention to who's doing what, you'll already go on to set with a better understanding of what you're getting into. So right. if you know I'm working so with so-and-so photographer tomorrow and the stylist, like, it would be nice if you looked at their work a little bit before. And Yeah. I mean, if a client is coming to myself for one of my artists, immediately it's like, okay, if it's a magazine, what's this magazine? Who else is shooting? Who else is styling? Who else is generally contributing? What models mm-hmm. are they working with? And to really understand, okay, you know, generally there's great names associated to this. We haven't worked with them, but it all sort of adds up that you should do this. Um, that's one way of taking that information, but it's also then if you know that this photographer tends to work with a makeup artist that can really do a crazy eye or a crazy lip, then don't be so afraid to do that on set. Maybe mm. that's not the one to pull back and be 2.5, like go all the way right, there. So, right. But you wouldn't know that unless you did your homework, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. unless you really saw what these people are working on. Or if you see they're working on edgier publications or, you know, there's always a way to judge that. But without really digging deep, it's like there's so many people that want to be in our industry and at a certain level that yeah. I don't think yeah. really do the the homework and get into it. Um to really understand what they want out of it as well. So, What's like your worst nightmare as an agent? Mm. <laughs> Missing flights is never fun. Um, knock on wood, like... Let's not I even put that out there. Nobody's, nobody's traveling right now, it's okay. But, <laughs> um, and somehow those always seem to like come in multiples. Like in the same day, I had three artists that were in different cities, all missing flights or supposedly. And I've worked with people that really freak out in that moment. And I always try to stay calm. And in this case, each and every one of them got on their plane and everything was fine. Like you're like a psychiatrist. They're calling me like, Oh my God, I'm definitely missing this plane. Like I'm called the travel agent. I'm, I missed the plane. I'm like, they were traveling with family. Like I missed it. It's not happening. And I said, well, you have a client in New York tomorrow you're on the East Coast, and if you fly in the morning, you're not going to make this client, and the client already, like, moved dates for you, and it was this and that. And I just, like, we hung up. I took a deep breath. Like, 30 minutes later, I got the call. Okay, we're in our seats. (laughs) And really, though, I feel like so much of what we do is, like, you have to, like, let this sit for a second. I mean, some people really like to react all the time, and I feel like 
sure, that kind of can work sometimes. But really, like, unless it needs to happen in the next five minutes, if it needs to even happen the next day, give it a moment to, like, settle in. And I feel like with any production, like, if you try to rush through it or freak out or, you know, compensate and put somebody else in the place, like, oftentimes you'll have people that are freaking out, we don't have availability, we don't have availability on somebody, and then they book somebody that they didn't really want, and the last minute, it's like, oh, so-and-so's available, available. for your mm-hmm. shoot. And mm-hmm. then you either cancel on that other person, which isn't a nice thing to do, or you make a sacrifice and you don't book the one you really wanted, and you get stuck working with somebody that was just available. So, How do you stay so calm? Like, what's your, what's your calm trick? I grew up in California. Yeah, you are very like calm. Remember I said to you like when I first met you? I'm like the most un-New Yorker, New Yorker, I think. I asked you where you were from. We were like eating dinner, and you're like, like you just in California. I was like, I know it. It's he, he, I see him like if you were skating through the streets, and then I picture us like getting hit by traffic every time we leave the podcast oh studio. It's like, I it's like, like st- dodge it, it's like Frogger. <laughs> I, like, I like stand at the corner of Hudson and Van Damme, and I'm like, and it's know. just like a stoplight, <laughs> just flinching. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do seem very chill, but so, you know, when you've seen it all happen yeah. quite a bit, it's you know that things work out like more often than not, things have always worked out, and it's not like I'm left with things falling apart. Like, there's always a way, and, yeah, it will work out. Hmm. Jess is getting married. Can you come produce it? Yes! <laughs> I feel like that's who you want around you. Oh, my God. Kind of. <laughs> I've thought about that, actually. You, that could be your next career. Is like a w- But also, like, maybe wedding singing, too. No. Ooh. <laughs> I... I would Wait, totally there is book a skateboarding for wedding singer. I feel like it was played by Adam Sandler, maybe. No, he was not he a skateboarder. Skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, he didn't skateboard. Next question. Um, what's the advice you feel like you give again and again to budding artists? I mean, I feel like really people just throw out this idea that they want to do certain things without really knowing what that means. And can you be more specific? Yes. So, like, again, I, I've used, like, the Vogues and these kind of mainstream outlets that people want to be a part of, but I think they say it because it's so easy just to throw that out there because we all sort of know these names. But I think when you really start to ask somebody, what do you really want to do, it's not always that they really want that. That's just sort of what they it think they want. Yeah, yeah, it sounds that's I want to work with the big names and I want to work with this person, but... Also, to go back to the event that we had met at, Jess, um, a lot of these students that we were speaking with had noted that they wanted to work with, again, the Vogues and this type of world. But when you really started talking to them, they just really wanted to express themselves creatively, which Mm -hmm. I found to be more inspiring than anything just to say, look, it's okay that you don't necessarily find your way into this magazine, but if you find a way to express yourself creatively, that's really the most important thing for you. And it sort of ended up getting broken down in that way that that's the most sincere thing you can do is work on your craft in your way and people will notice that. So it's not always needing to be validated by a magazine or working with somebody that's a household name. You can work with people that also have a strong vision and want to collaborate with you. So what are some of those unconventional ways that people are breaking in, if not, you know, going through the rigmarole to shoot for Vogue? I think having a unique idea that you can develop on your own. I mean, nowadays, you know, I've met with 
this was already maybe a year ago. I met with a makeup artist. She does something very specific in the makeup world, um, does it very well, has probably close to a million followers at this point. So maybe she only does drippy lips and she does them on Instagram and they look amazing. Sure, something that's like this. Thing. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And I think that that's another way to consider, like I think a handful of years ago, that would never have gotten traction because mm-hmm. you wouldn't have been able to get the exposure you'd want. Maybe you'd get a small little feature in a beauty magazine, but it wouldn't be this ongoing thing. And I think now if you do something well and you're out there and you live in the middle of nowhere, but you do it really well, people will see this. I mean, you can expose it and there's different ways to do that, um, through social media, but yeah, it's, that is a little bit removed from my immediate world. Like, sure, but people still in your world but, talk about, oh my God, yes, you see this person. And they can get noticed by the big ones that are out there. So yeah. that type of, you know, if you do something really well specifically, you can get noticed by a bigger brand or a bigger makeup artist that wants to incorporate that in something that they're doing. So you can still find success within that moment. It might not be the traditional way, but I also think that with everything that's happening and the change and inevitably digital yeah. Know, content this this type of change again you can look at this in a non-traditional way and still find your own success like you don't have to go and like assist guido for 10 years and then no but i think if you really want that it's an amazing experience yeah. and that for some people that's the right way to go but i mm-hmm. don't think that everybody has to do that right so right i remember talking daniel to my parents just about like our world and I remember telling them about like, yeah, well, you have to do this for free because, you know, it's like you get to work with, you know, like Pierre, da, 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 da. And they were like, working for free? Like, what kind of like crazy business is this? And I was like, but like, no, that's what you do. And editorial, you do so much for free for like the privilege of working with fabulous people. When does the madness it's, stop? It is such a fine line. Like that moment is really tricky. And I've worked with, and I'm friendly with quite a few now they're artists on their own and have recently left assisting, but they've worked with some of the top, top tier talent. And it's hard because, you know, you really have this sense that you're needed and you're wanted by this amazingly talented artist that it seems like they can't do what they do without you. Like that's, they need you there by their side. However, the reality is they will get another assistant at some point and you will need to also advance your own career. If not, you'll just stay there and you'll be their assistant for 10 years. So it's a fine line and it's a hard, it's a really hard decision to make. But I think also being relatively open with certain people in the industry that you might be friendly with to say, hey, like, can you help me assess where I'm at? Because I have seen people go a little bit too far and then you have worked with somebody for almost 10 years and it's going to be so hard to break away from being so-and-so's first assistant, you know? So again, some people are happy with that and some people will assist forever and maybe grow into like a studio manager position or their producer or their agent. Paid, right? Yes. But at different levels and different mm. shoots, I mean, if you're a first assistant to a big person, you definitely are getting paid, but there's, you know, let's say during, uh, an editorial shoot that might have eight talents, uh, to be shot in one day and sure the person has their first assistant first assistant maybe they've hired a second assistant but they really need two more hands but the magazine is saying well we still have zero dollars to give you for those assistants 
you might get two interns that are going to do that for free. And I think Mm -hmm. that's great because those two interns hopefully haven't had that opportunity and this is their opportunity. But again, that moment being an intern and making $5 and then being a third or second assistant and making a few more dollars or being a first assistant, each moment along the way, you have to still ask yourself, should I stop working for free? I mean, the reality is you shouldn't do too much free work, really. And I think people take advantage of that. Something to justify your time is better than nothing. I mean, even if somebody wants to give you $50 or $100 for the day, I think it's better than continuing to work for free for too long. You know, to get in with somebody, I think it's fair, but then at some point you do need to draw the line because you're giving away your service, you're diminishing the whole industry if you're continuing to do something Mm. for free. How do we care for these curls that you have? The curls? These um, long curls, like luscious curls. I've been told not to do this, but I wash and condition my hair every day. As a curly person? Yes. Who told you not to do that? People. Like we These? Did. We, my, we did. So we my did. mother, my mother's a hairdresser actually. Oh, okay. Um, not a hair stylist, like not on set, but right. Uh, yeah. So um, she's actually the only person to ever cut my hair in my whole life. And what do you use to style your so curls? For my curl, we're going back for, up. Yeah, we're going back. I got excited. I'm sorry. I saw um, product. So in my hair, for years, I'd always used Potion Nine Sebastian. Yeah, oh, classic. And this stuff called noodle head, which mm-hmm. is like a curl cream. <laughs> um, I have some nice PR friends and hairstylist friends and whatnot. So I definitely get some products at some point that I also like. Um, what was the one I just mentioned to you? You said Fido. Yes, that one. There's a nice, uh, curl cream that they have. Okay. Um, but the other stuff I tend to use, and that was like sort of my mom had got me onto those too. She has the same hair. Thank you for sharing like yeah. your behind the scenes look at how it really goes down at an agency. Yeah. Guess what it's time for? Time to raise a wand. Raise that wand, people. I'm gonna I'm gonna raise a paw, Jen. Oh, okay. I'm gonna raise a paw. You know, I think it's unfair that only humans should have soft silky locks. I know, Jen. Are you about to have a cat shampoo or something? No. um, Do cats get shampooed? We'll get to that in a second. I already have questions. No. Go. I love the idea that pets can have their own super chic luxe grooming routines. Have you seen some of the pet shampoos and like grooming things out there right now? It's pretty grim. But there is a new line out there called Kibble Pet. Kibble? Have you heard about it? Kibble Pet? There's a silky g- coat grooming conditioner. When I heard about this line, there's like, it's a whole line. It's basically like Fakai for dogs. Okay. Right, stop looking so distressed. Okay. Like, okay, it has no soaps, no toxins, no parabens. It's like a beautiful line for pets. Okay. So, guys, friends, close your ears. My dog-owning friends, not you. Me. Yeah, not you. Yeah, I don't have small mouths. I know. I know how you feel. I smell a Christmas gift for them. Oh, a okay. A Hanukkah gift. Oh, okay. Um, Which product are you raising want to or just the line the, in general? The line is pretty awesome, but one of my favorite things is the Silky Coat Light, light Leave-In is Spray. Is pricey, though? Like, It's not super the pricey. The thing can't talk and thank you, so like, am I going to spend money on it? 
No, I mean, like, listen, like, there's a pack of wipes, $5 for 25 What cats? does a dog need a wipe for? Are you going to wipe its are you, butt? Are you high on crack? Dogs need wipes. They're going around the city. They're running in the dirt. Then they're going to jump on your All couch. All the dogs in New York have those damn little footy things the on. The booties? Yeah. Dogs get dirty. They go to the park. They go to the dog run. They're Didn't out you on hose the them off, right? Well, oh, with your with your big garden hose in your oh, one bedroom. New York City. Okay. Come on. All right. Also, my only qualm is that this is like so. I have little cat wipes for Janetta. Yeah, they're called oh, Allerpet. Okay. They're not very chic. They're just like they get rid of some of the dander. I really would love Kibble Pet to expand into cats. So that's just a hot tip. Because the, the cat buying audience, the cat owning audience, we want to spend money. And this company, they also give to charity. That's amazing. But like last time I saw your cat, it was licking the shit out of itself. Because, so doesn't it groom itself? Yes, they do. But the the saliva, I'm so glad you asked, Jen. The saliva <laughs> is actually where the um, the allergens live. It's not in the fur. And then when the saliva hits the fur, that's why people start sneezing and get the watery eyes. It's not the fur. It's the proteins in the saliva. But if you start wiping your cat down, is it still going to lick itself, do you think? Yeah, well, that's that's why you need a good formula, like Allerpet. Like oh, it doesn't for if you're allergic, so right? That, like right. after your cat does it, so I'm own slightly room, allergic. You can do a little like freshen up. Yeah, and to, she like, loves she loves them. the Allerpet. Oh, okay. I so can get Kibble on board with Pet, that. I want you to get into that, and I do too. So when I go over, I'm not allergic to Janetta. Do you really get allergic to Janetta? But I right. love you and her, so it's fine. Well, God, thank you, guys. Um, if you want to like upgrade your doggy's routine, I suggest you look into Kibble Pet. It goes to a great cause, and also October is Adopt a Shelter Dog Month. Jess, you really spoke to me last New Year's. Remember we made New Year's resolutions? I'm scared. And I was saying that I was going to put body lotion on. Oh, yeah. I and thought I meant, like, we were talking about like something serious. No. Yes. Okay. I made it all of to like March, not even. Are you for real? Yeah. It didn't get on board. But I have a new lotion that for some reason I am hashtag empties. And you know I don't finish any product. I think it's because it's not really scented. It has... Sorry to do this, but it has the like feel of a creme de corps, but isn't quite as heavy. Creme de corps from Kiehl's, which is a very... Frost. There's a creme de corps light, but okay. The funny thing I just noticed about it, by the way, the name of the lotion I'm raising a wand to is Lano Everywhere Multi Cream, which is at Ulta. Lano okay. like lanolin. It's made yeah, with yeah, lanolin. Yeah. If you have an allergy, you're not going to like this. Um, it is Gen Z Yellow. Ooh. I just realized how on trend I was. P.S. Kiehl's Creme de Corps is also... Of pale yellow. Yeah, since like forever. Anyway, it soaks in so quickly. And I just found myself like not having ashy knees and elbows, which I always have and don't care because who cares about knees and elbows? But like not having them is nice. Jen, everyone cares about knees and elbows. Well, I kind of understand why now. Okay. <laughs> you know. You can't be looking geriatric. No, so I've been using this and I was using it. No when offense it was, to geriatric. I was using it when it was hot out too because I really don't like putting body lotion on when it's humid because I just feel like it just makes you sweatier for some reason. Okay. You know, like after the gym, you put on body lotion and like you sweat more for the next like two hours it feels like. This does not do that. It's a very it's very rich but also breathable. So nice. Lano Everywhere Multi Cream. I think it's like 22 bucks for a big bottle, which is... It's, you know, it's a prestige lotion, but I really like it. So raise a wine. Nice. Silky Gin. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. 
five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh.